Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Zirk. Today on River City 360, we are continuing our coverage of World Alzheimer's Month. We'll have the second part of our interview with Wendy Shetler, the CEO of the Alzheimer's Society of Manitoba, and she'll tell us all about some upcoming events that are helping Manitobans affected by Alzheimer's. Then we'll be joined in studio by Dr. Ben Albensi. He's the Manitoba Dementia Research Chair, and he'll discuss his latest studies on Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia. And finally, we'll learn about the latest stories written by citizen journalists in our community. Noah Ehrenberg, the convener of Community News Commons, will be joining us to talk about these stories as well as some free upcoming training sessions that you can take part in. All this, some great tunes and much more on today's episode of RC360. Hello and good morning. Nolan Bicknell here with my co-host Robert Zirk. Robert, how are you doing this fine October morn? Not too bad. I think the uh, at least the temperatures have gotten a little bit nicer today. So yeah, I, I'd say don't bank on it because it's not going to last forever. As, That's true. As a Manitoban can attest to. Um, so last week we we heard from Wendy Shetler, CEO of the Alzheimer Society of Manitoba, and uh, we're going to play the rest of her interview from last week. Uh, this week she's going to tell our listeners about some very important and interesting uh, events that are taking place that the Alzheimer Society of Manitoba are putting on that uh, our listeners can go to and learn a little bit more about Alzheimer's and dementia. But before we do, let's play a little tune. How about Frankie Lane with his song, I'll Take Care of Your Cares, right here on River City 360. I'll take care of your cares for you and I'll be there with you Ray of sunshine, then maybe you'll remember somewhere, sometime. I won't scold you for your mistakes, and I just hold you. Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with my co-host Robert Zirk, and we're also joined in studio by Wendy Shetler. She's the CEO of the Alzheimer's Society of Manitoba. Wendy, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So what are some of the events the, coming up that our listeners can maybe attend to learn a little bit more about Alzheimer's? Or We've got a couple of things through um, October. We've got coffee breaks, so we're asking people to have a coffee break for the Alzheimer's Society. It's a real simple event, and they can kind of register with the Alzheimer's Society, and we can send them out a package. Something you can do at home, something you can do at work. 
um, and all those proceeds go to us. The other thing that we have is we have a trivia challenge. And I think, you know, one of the things you, you likely know, Nolan, is we're learning more and more about the, the need to challenge your brain and, and to be engaged in the world and, and both kind of socially as well. And so we're asking people to come and participate in our trivia challenge, which is happening in uh, October 20th. And there's a team of 10 and it's a really wonderful event. And again, the, the funds go to the Alzheimer's Society. Also through the month of October, we have um, a couple of really neat programs. Uh, we have our Minds in Motions program that starts up in September, and, and it's a, a series. It's an eight-week program, and we have it in multiple locations where people with early to moderate symptoms of dementia, along with their family carer or friend carer, can participate in the community in programs that uh, they may have pulled out of in the past. So they can. this program involves physical activity as well as games and cognitive stimulation kinds of things. But it's done in a very social, supporting, and welcoming kind of environment. What we did learn is oftentimes after a person is being diagnosed, we were told that um, people start participating in the community. And one of the things we know is how vital it is, um, even when a person has a diagnosis, and even more likely when a person has a diagnosis, that they continue to participate in, in ways that they can. So Minds in Motion is a program um, to help support that. We also have a caregiving conference. So although throughout the year we have caregiving education, um, what we have learned is caregivers have told us how important it is for them to gather together and share some of their stories. And, and we have a larger conference where we typically get about 300 people out um, and we have uh, keynote speakers and topic specific and it's called a Care for You Family Conference and, and that conference is October 31st and it's a day-long conference and, and so people can call the office and register there. That's great. Yeah, I, I would imagine the caregivers one is especially, um, you know, just very important to talk to other people who have probably already gone through it or who are currently going through it and just sh- sharing stories and being able to, you know, help each other out in such a difficult time. Absolutely. It's a real long journey. And because it's a long journey and it's a progressive journey, things change over time. So you think you have a handle on it and and you you think you're doing real great. That's right. And then things change and you go, Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. And, and it's, and it's important to hear yes from the experts. There's no doubt about it because a lot of that is best based on best practice, but it's also here about, you know, important to hear from other people who are living what you're living and to learn from other people. It's probably different by a case on a case to case basis. Very different for each one. So yeah, exactly. All right, so where can people go to find more information about the Minds in Motion, about the coffee break, and, and these caregiving conferences? Well, certainly they can go to the Alzheimer's Society website at alzheimer.mb.ca, or they can call our office at 204-943-6622. That's great. Thank you very much to Wendy Shetler, of the uh, CEO of the Alzheimer's Society of Manitoba. Thank you. Thanks, Nolan. If you'd like more information about the Alzheimer's Society of Manitoba or more information and resources about Alzheimer's or any of the events that we discussed, please visit alzheimer.mb.ca. Coming up, we'll learn more about Alzheimer's disease and other dementias from a scientific standpoint. We'll be joined in studio by Dr. Ben Albensi, the Manitoba Dementia Research Chair. But first, here's the Denny Vaughn Orchestra with Walk Hand in Hand with Me, right here on River City 360.
Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with my co-host Robert Zirk, and we are now joined in studio by Dr. Ben Albensi. He is the Associate Professor uh, in Pharmacology and Therapeutics at the University of Manitoba, Principal Investigator at St. Boniface Hospital, and the new Manitoba Dementia Research Chair as of August. Is that correct? That's exactly right. So first of all, I guess tell, tell me what you do in sort of general speaking terms. So I'm a professor. I do some teaching and I primarily focus on research and research to understand the biological basis of memory. And also we have a huge program to study Alzheimer's disease and dementia. And what are some of the most recent sort of maybe not breakthroughs, but the more recent things that you've learned about uh, Alzheimer's and dementia? Well, of course, dementia is an umbrella term. And Alzheimer's disease is a type of dementia. Alzheimer's disease is the leading type. Vascular dementia is the second most common type of dementia, uh, which is caused by stroke. Uh, as the Manitoba Dementia Research Chair, I have a new grant proposal that was accepted and funded to compare and contrast Alzheimer's dementia to vascular dementia. So that's one of the programs we're just getting underway. Uh, the other two existing research programs, the, in the first case, we tried to understand the biological basis of normal memory. So our philosophy, our view is that we can't fix it unless we understand how something works. And so we study the molecules that are involved in memory formation and encoding. We look at the genetics associated with memory formation, neurochemical pathways, and that sort of thing. And then we've been studying Alzheimer's disease and Alzheimer's dementia for about 10 years now. Is there a way that you found in your research to um, slow down the disease at all or prevent it altogether? Or is there anywhere leading sort of in that direction that you uh, found? That's a very good question. And of course, there's several stages to Alzheimer's disease. It doesn't happen overnight. It can take 10, 20 years to develop the disease. And it's diagnosed and it's dependent on your stage. So preclinical, uh, mild cognitive impairment, and then full-blown Alzheimer's disease. So with regard to treatments and cures, there's currently no cure for Alzheimer's. We do think that we could, uh, we're looking at different preventative measures, and that's some of this, what we're looking at in our laboratory is ways to create resilience or to prevent Alzheimer's disease with different novel therapies, and that's one approach. We try to also understand the, the pathology and the physiology and the anatomical changes and how cells are lost and how molecules change and how certain proteins become abnormal and how all this contributes. Wendy earlier had said aging is the greatest risk factor for Alzheimer's. And in fact, scientists now believe that Alzheimer's is a multifactorial condition. So it's not just one factor. It's not just aging, but it's a whole host of factors. And that's probably why it's been so difficult to find just one drug, you know, a so-called magic bullet to cure Alzheimer's or to treat Alzheimer's because there's so many different things going on in parallel. And so we try to understand some of those biochemical pathways and processes, uh, not only in memory, but also in memory impairment and Alzheimer's dementia. When you say create resilience, do you mean kind of like working out the brain muscle or something to sort of create strength? Well, that's a good strength? way to put it. That's a really good analogy because one of the molecules we're looking at is actually creatine. And creatine is a, a substance you can buy at the grocery store. It's over the counter. It's something that bodybuilders have used for years to, uh, to build up muscle mass more quickly. And I noticed a couple of years ago that people were studying it in clinical trials in Parkinson's and Huntington's, but no one had done any clinical work in Alzheimer's population with creatine. And so we started testing it in our laboratory a couple of years ago, and we're still testing it. We we're hoping to publish some of our data work or data soon. And we found that creatine actually improves mitochondrial function. 
Okay. And the mitochondria are the powerhouse of the cell. They produce the energy in the form of ATP. And we know that in aging, but especially in dementia and Alzheimer's, we have an energy deficit that's associated with the disease. And so we find that creatine improves mitochondrial function. We've also made some other very interesting and novel discoveries. We find that creatine actually improves learning in Alzheimer's female mice, but it makes learning worse in the male mice. So we find some interesting gender differences, and we need to follow up on this, see if they're real, of course, because right now we have a small sample size, but also see why there may be gender differences in our animal models. Can you speak to the gender differences in humans right now? Or well, like, what do, we, what do, you do notice in we the certainly know there are gender differences. In, in Canada, about 72% of those that acquire Alzheimer's disease are women. And there are a couple different reasons we believe. We don't know for sure. Uh, women generally live longer. And so there's that aspect. But we also know there's a huge difference in their sex hormones between males and females. Uh, there's genetic differences. There are also differences in our mitochondrial function and how we inherit mitochondrial DNA. In fact, all of our mitochondrial DNA comes from our mothers. So we have these differences. Uh, with sex hormones, men, as we age, our, our sex hormones gradually decline. But in women, it's more abrupt. So with the advent of menopause, there's an, uh, an abrupt decrease in the female sex hormones. And this might have something to do with the onset of dementia. And there's certainly studies that correlate the two. In our laboratory, we don't focus on sex hormones, but we do study the mitochondria and other genetic differences uh, like I had just uh, talked about in our mouse models. So why, why, why have you decided to devote your life to this specific line well, of I've research? Well, I've been interested in intelligence and mental function for many, many years, and memory, of course. The last 10 years, I've gotten into Alzheimer's disease, and it was just a natural extension of our memory work to study memory impairment. Uh, the last two years, it's been more personal. My mother developed dementia it's about two years ago. She's 92 now. Oh, wow. She was diagnosed with uh, con uh, congestive heart failure about two years ago. And at the same time, in the same, when she was in the hospital, she was also diagnosed with dementia. And in her case, it's been a very rapid, a very rapid onset. And she, she's uh, not doing very well, I'm sorry really, to, hear that. to be, to be uh, blunt right. about it. Yeah, no, uh, my grandpa had the exact same thing when he was alive. Yeah. It's, it's very sort of jarring to see sort of just the mental, uh, the changes and not being able to recognize. And it's very emotionally disastrous when, when, That's right. when as a son or as a, as a father or as a grandfather when you're... When you you're certainly take a thing. different perspective on right. things when you see someone have dementia in your own family. Yeah. It's certainly a different perspective than a laboratory or scientific perspective. And, yeah. and, you know, I have to say there's a huge disconnect between what we see in the clinic, what we see in the, in the rest home, and what's being done for patients with dementia, and what we are able to generate in terms of idea making and hypothesis testing in a laboratory. And we have to bridge that disconnect. And that's what I'm hoping to do in my new dementia chair is to try to bridge the, what we find in the laboratory and try to make that, that, that information and knowledge translatable to the general public. And so in, with my chair, I have a set of community-based initiatives to interact with others in the community, uh, physicians, nurses, rest home directors, of course, the Alzheimer's Society of Manitoba, who's one of my funders for my new grant, and to try to bridge those gaps between what we find in the laboratory and that information that gets relayed to the patients and to the caregiver and the families. Is it just because of the complexity of the situation, or why do you think that there is that disconnect? It's, it's a very complex disease. Yeah. I think that it's always a challenge to get health care and mental health issues, you know, to make, have an awareness for that in the general public. 
And there's so, a lot of stigmas still. You know. There's stigma associated with mental illness and with dementia. So there's a variety of factors that come into play, and it is a complex nut to crack. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Ben Albenzi, for sure, taking the time to talk to us me. today. Appreciate it. If you'd like to learn more about Dr. Albensi's research and all of the other Alzheimer's research taking place in Manitoba, you can visit alzheimer.mb.ca slash researchmb. That's alzheimer.mb.ca slash researchmb. Coming up after the break, we'll hear about the latest stories from citizen journalists right here in our city. Noah Ehrenberg, the convener of Community News Commons, will join us to talk about those stories and some great upcoming free training sessions that you can attend um, if you're interested in becoming a citizen journalist. Uh, But first, let's play a tune. How about uh, Sentimental Journey by Billy Vaughn right here on RC360. Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert live with you this morning, and we are now joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg. He's the convener of Community News Commons, which is a citizen journalism project in Winnipeg that helps regular old Joes like you and me tell their stories through the lens of community journalism. Noah, thanks for joining us. It's great to be here. So uh, tell our listeners, you were telling us before we went on air a little bit about some training that's happening that can that's for anyone, all ages, all backgrounds can come and learn how to be a citizen journalist. Exactly. What we do every uh, fall and every spring, we offer free multimedia citizen journalism training. And uh, this fall, we've got another lineup of some great workshops. They're all free. And uh, they're going to be held Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Tuesday evenings at Millennium Library, Thursday evenings at Winnipeg Free Press Cafe, starting on October the 20th and running through until the end, November the 26th. And uh, it basically covers... Um, all areas of citizen journalism, whether it's writing, uh, researching, interviewing, uh, photography, audio, podcasting, um, basically the whatever you want to try and do in terms of uh, citizen journalism, we have professional journalists that help facilitate these workshops 
and teach how to do these different types of skills uh, with online journalism. Who, who are some of the people that are going to be uh, the experts? Oh, for example, house? we have Dan Lett, uh, Winnipeg Free Press columnist, Mary Agnes Welsh, who will do some um, investigative uh, journalism techniques. Uh, there's some photography phot- photographers such as Ian McCausland oh, or perfect. Mike Deal. Uh, there's uh, just a whole gamut of, uh, of different types of, uh, of uh, artists and um, journalists that offer their time up uh, to teach citizens uh, the art of doing multimedia online that's, journalism. That's actually incredible because those people are at the top of their game, like to some of the best in the city. Oh, yeah, and it, it, it really uh, provides a really great type of safe environment where people can uh, you know, understand what it's like to uh, to do media and to do online uh, citizen journalism. And then one of the things we do have is an award, uh, Citizen Journalism Awards, oh, that are coming up on Tuesday, November the 24th at the Winnipeg Free Press Cafe. And uh, I encourage um, anybody that has written uh, or has uh, published material on CNC over the course of the last few years, uh, you can certainly enter those awards. All the details are on the website, uh, communitynewscommons.org. If you went to the the training on the 20th and wrote a story say could you still submit a story for the uh, awards or is the has the submissions closed the story would have to have been on cnc before the september okay. the 30th of 2015 but i mean still you can come down if you have a story to tell something in your neighborhood or in your community that you want to get out there uh, cnc is a great a great resource to use so give maybe give our listeners an example of one of the stories that's ran on cnc the past week or two oh actually uh one of the stories i really liked this week was by beth mckechnie citizen reporter and she um, I talked about the um, Peg City Car Co-op, which is basically... Um, yeah. I've seen the, those cars around. There's just yeah, it's it's like a, a rental dozen or car, so of them. But it's uh it's uh, it's the convenience of driving, but you don't have to own the car. Right. And um, and what they're doing, what Peg City Car Co-op is doing, is that they're offering investment shares uh, in this local business hmm. that um, will basically allow this car share co-op to grow. And these are shares that the province of Manitoba guarantees, and that uh, there's a tax credit that goes with it. And so it gives people an opportunity to invest in a local company, but also to um, take advantage of this um, affordable access to shared vehicles. And so Beth McKechnie has a very interesting story about that this week on Community News Commons. It's probably good, too, in the sense that, I mean, probably 90% of the time our cars are parked and just taking up space. So if you take away, you know, you only need a car for an hour a day as opposed to having it sit there for 90% of the time. It kind of win-win in, in both senses. Exactly. Of the it makes total sense. That's great. Mm. Um, so every week we like to ask you to bring us a local musician or something something that our listeners could hear that might be new to them. Um, so what do you have for us this week? Well, I thought I would feature uh, a, a terrific uh, singer-songwriter by the name of Mel Magrel. Um, she is known for her jazz and funk and sort of soul-infused vocals uh, on the Winnipeg Live Circuit. She's been around for a little while. She's a local singer, and she is set to launch her first recording. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Malfunction, and uh, it's going to be featured um, uh, at the West End Cultural Centre uh, on October the 16th. So this coming Friday, uh, you can get a taste of that. Um, it's her hometown release party, and she's going to be joined with some special guests, Those Guys. That's great. Yeah, so... Um, well, that's the acapella group, right? Exactly. Well, that so, be a good show. Yeah, it, it'll be a terrific show because Mal has a terrific voice. She has a, a, a great... Uh, she has actually quite a big following in Winnipeg and, and uh, across Canada. And so this week I thought I would feature a cut from her new album called Malfunction. This is Mal Magro with the uh, title track from her album Malfunction here on CJNU 93.7 FM 
River City 360. That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you very much for listening, and a big thank you to all of our guests, Wendy Shetler, the CEO of the Alzheimer Society of Manitoba, Dr. Ben Albensi, Manitoba Dementia Research Chair, and Noah Ehrenberg of Community News Commons. If you'd like to hear more news and views from around Winnipeg or listen to any of our past episodes, please visit us online at rivercity360.org. That's rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with Community News Commons and CJNU 93.7 FM. And as always, we would love to hear your feedback. Please give us a call. Our number is 204-944-9474, extension 360. You can leave us a comment about the show, request a song, or suggest a topic for a future show. So again, that's 204-944-9474, extension 360. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Look us up at River City 360 on Twitter and just search River City 360 on Facebook. I'm Robert Zirk for River City 360. And I'm Nolan Bicknell. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week, same time, same place, and uh, have a great Sunday. The music in and lose control.